0: Coming up, I got Lamar Jackson and Half-Baked Ideas. That's next. This episode of the Bill Simmons Podcast is presented by State Farm. If you ever been in an accident and you're okay, but you know what happened, your first reaction is gonna be, man, why did that happen? If you ever buy a new house or a new car or a new anything, there's this little rush you get when you're like, I did it, I made it happen. But really, the only words you need to remember are like a good neighbor. is there, learn more at statefarm.com. We are supported by Men's Warehouse. When you wear a tailored Men's Warehouse outfit, it makes you feel confident, like you can do anything, whether it's a sharp, well-fitted outfit that makes you wanna roll back the ears and dance like no one is watching at a wedding, or a suit that makes you feel like you've got the job before you walk into a job interview. You should definitely give Men's Warehouse a shot, and here's why. Men's Warehouse, the only nationwide men's clothing store that has a tailor, in every store to fit your suit, shirt, jeans, et cetera to your body and men's warehouses everywhere with 600 plus locations nationwide. So if you need one, and you will, there's one near you, feel like you can do anything in an outfit from Men's Warehouse. Visit your Men's Warehouse store or click or tap to shop online. We're also brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network. I put up a new rewatchables on Monday night. Me and Sean Fantasy and Chris Ryan did Cape Fear the seventh Scorsese-De Niro collaboration, a really remarkable movie to rewatch, a movie that did really well at the time in 1991 and was very fun to talk about. So there you go. I'm going to be putting up another same game parlay on my Twitter feed on Wednesday from FanDuel Sportsbook. We hit last week eight to one. I might be on a little streak. We'll see. I wait until later in the day. It's so hard with basketball trying to figure out who's even playing in these games. You saw it with the Embiid-Joker thing on Monday night, which was the biggest bummer of the year in the regular season. That was the best game of the year. And then Embiid had some sort of calf issue. I have Philly fans in my life who are claiming that they're tanking now. Who knows? Who knows how hurt everybody is? But uh, it kind of fit the season that we're having, that the one most awesome game at the last minute the rug got pulled out from under us. But now it feels like we're heading into A really fun stretch of everybody kind of has to play. There's real playoff positioning at stake. The bottom seven teams now are tanking the shit out of this. Portland just shut down Dame Lillard. I'll be really interested to see what Orlando does going down the stretch here because they're in a little death match with Portland for the five spot. You got Washington, Indiana lingering. So we have the tanking stuff on the one side, but then on the other side, a lot of playoff jockeying, a lot of one, two, three seed stuff Our team's going to start avoiding each other. So uh, it feels like we're hitting a really, really fun stretch of the NBA. I've not decided on my MVP pick. I've not decided on really most of my all-NBA stuff. So all of that is going to come down to the stretch here. Uh, You know what else has come down the stretch? The Lamar Jackson, I think we can call this a sweepstakes because if you get this guy, wow, Mallory Rubin came on. And she's a longtime Ravens fan. I've been working with her since 2013. And she's devastated by this whole thing. We're going to try to figure out why is Lamar leaving? How can they let this happen? And is he actually leaving? That's first. And then after that, Kevin Wilds, my old friend, the king of half baked ideas. We're going to talk Lamar and the words, plus throw a whole bunch of half baked ideas at each other. This is a very, very, very fun podcast. Let's start off with some Pearl Chat. <laughs> All right, we're taping this part of the podcast. It is Tuesday afternoon Pacific time. The mother of dragons is here, Mallory Rubin, diehard Baltimore Ravens fan. Thought Lamar was going to be in her life for 20 years. Lamar kind of, I guess you could call it, an official trade demand yesterday. I don't know if it was a leverage thing or what. This has mm-hmm. been the weirdest story in the NFL. I am personally invested in it because who knows? The Patriots might get a little wacky and try to trade for him. I think there's 20 teams in the league that are like, hey, could we trade for Lamar? Did you ever expect it to get this bad, to hit rock bottom like this?
1: Never, not once. (laughs) Not even as I was reading the tweets on Monday. That's how firmly embedded in the camp of denial I have been. And I still have a little part of me that's in the, you know, John Harbaugh answering questions at league meetings on Monday saying, yeah. Lamar's our guy. Lamar's going to suit up in week one. This will all work out. But that that part of me is is rapidly losing. Losing the will and losing the steam and losing the confidence. It's hard to see a future here, Bill. It's hard. This is devastating.
0: Well, let's go backwards. It felt really okay. ominous and terrible during the stretch last season when it seems like there was a chance he could have played. He wasn't at one of the games. Um, and it just, the, the way the Ravens were talking about it, I had a bunch of red flags going. I was talking about on the podcast at a time. It's like, this doesn't, none of this smells right. And this stems, talked about it with Mina and Danny last mm-hmm. week. It all goes back to the Browns giving Watson that contract, which yep. um, just inflames the whole situation. Um, and it doesn't seem feel like it's ever recovered. The Browns are like your ugly stepchild. You're just, you just, you know, I don't know how many times you've beaten them over the last 20 years, but. It's been a lot. How annoying is it that the Browns were the ones that caused this?
1: The entire situation is utterly dismaying and just one of the great sports tragedies of my lifetime unfolding right here. I think that most Baltimore sports fans would probably feel that way about it. But you compound it with the fact that the request for a guaranteed contract connects to the Cleveland Browns and then you compound it with the fact that the New England Patriots, your team, seem to be firmly in the handful of legit potential landing spots and you take a nightmare situation and make it almost unthinkable.
0: There's I can't so believe many this is real life. <laughs> there's so many teams in this that I don't... I made yeah. a list of teams that seem realistic and there's some Fando odds for this too that apparently you can only bet in a couple states, but. It feels like the big four Mm -hmm. are the Colts and the Falcons and Washington and the Patriots. So just going in order, the Colts, they have, I think they have the cap space. They don't care about the draft picks because they'd be getting a quarterback. They'd be indoors, which is great for him. The Falcons made the most sense to me just logically because it's an NFC team. The NFC quarterback pool is completely depleted. Why wouldn't they do it? But they don't even seem like they're involved. The Patriots we can talk about later. And then the one that everybody keeps throwing around is Washington. Now, the Baltimore-Washington thing, I find it hard to believe Baltimore would be like, cool, take our 26-year-old franchise QB and we'll trade him to a team that is 45 miles from us. Why would they do that? That seems too risky to me.
1: Well, I think there's a a why would they do that question hanging over all of this. And the only real answer is if things have truly, genuinely reached the point where there is no tenable path forward. And this is the first week where as grim and grave as as things have been, it feels like that might actually be true. So then at that point, it's the obligation of the franchise to find the best match. And you don't always have the luxury of heeding some of those more like intangible aspects. Of course, like from my perspective as a fan, and I would assume the team's perspective, you'd prefer to come to an arrangement with an NFC team. Over an AFC team. Of course. You would prefer that NFC team be the Lions or the Falcons as opposed to Washington, the team, right down the beltway so that you have to confront the fact in your own fucking backyard that Lamar Jackson is perhaps leading the Washington Commanders to the playoffs and postseason success in the ensuing years where you're working with, I don't know, Goff? Tannehill? Like, Hmm. the potential outcomes here are not the most exciting unless they can negotiate a trade in the run-up to the drafts. And I think that's the other thing that feels like it has just been so strange about this when you're assessing the suitors. Like you mentioned, the Falcons is one of the top logical spots. They're among the many, many teams who have gone out of their way to say some version of, we're not interested. We're not pursuing Lamar Jackson. We're content with our current setup. We have a plan. And they do? That is just. I watched. I watched as last year.
0: You don't have a plan. You just don't. Yeah.
1: I mean, obviously, like you, you've chatted about this on your pod, our, our, our Ringer NFL. Beloved ringer ringer NFL colleagues have chatted about this at length on the ringer NFL show, et cetera. This idea of collusion and the league wide ownership insistence to avoid setting the precedent of a massive guarantee is inextricable from the news cycle. There's just no way to, to read it in, in any other way and come to any other conclusion.
0: Right. But wait, but wait a second. That would assume that the NFL has acted nefariously over the last 50 years and there's just not enough evidence. Oh, wait, there's <laughs> unbelievable of evidence right. that they do shit like that. Yeah. Um, so I look at it two ways. Okay, One, it's crazy to be nobody has has just been like, oh, my God, there's only eight quarterbacks that matter and you're trying to tr- potentially trade one of them. We'll take them. But then on the flip side, why do anything before the draft? Like If you're Atlanta, you have to give up the two first round picks. Right. That's part of the deal. You could just wait till after the draft. You take your pick. Now that picks off the table. Any team that has a top 10 pick, I'm not doing it now. I'm doing it in May. And it doesn't seem like he's going anywhere until May, which is why a team like the Patriots or a team like San Francisco, if they're going to get aggressive for it, it should be right now over the next four weeks before the draft.
1: Right. This is where a team like I think the Colts are particularly interesting because they, of course, have the fourth overall pick in the upcoming draft. So if they decided to go all out and try to beat the post-draft rush, and that does seem to be the budding consensus, that if a yeah. deal is to, be, is to be struck, that it would come in the wake of the draft when more teams knew whether they had gotten the prospect they wanted, what other trades and, and arrangements occur where in his darkness treat is Aaron Rodgers at that point, et cetera, who could say, right? We have a lot of, of news cycles ahead of us. It's been a relentless nonstop offseason. Mm. If I'm the Ravens, of course I want to do everything still in my power to make this work. I think there is an Obligation and a necessity if you are an NFL franchise to not fuck up having drafted a quarterback who won a unanimous MVP in his second year of the league. I don't think we will ever be able to stop talking about this if this is what happens. If Lamar Jackson is not a Baltimore Raven moving forward and they fail to build a Super Bowl winner, now they had a contender, but a winner around him on a rookie contract and then failed to come to a long-term arrangement with him, they will have squandered it irrefutably, and I say this with a A lot of love for the team that I've followed since they came to Baltimore. Irrefutably squandered. One of the best opportunities in the history of the league.
0: You never made a final four.
1: (sighs) One of the things that I was craziest
0: thing you never made. You never one of the four remaining teams in a playoffs with them.
1: Have to get more receiving talent. That's the other thing about this offseason that is so agonizing to finally have moved on from Greg Roman to bring in Munkin, which I think was a kind of savvy offensive coordinator hedge. If things work out with Lamar, then he's in position to build effectively around a pass game, run game, tandem RPO approach. If they can't figure things out with Lamar, then they have an offensive coordinator in place who's coming off a couple seasons with Stetson Bennett at Georgia, Mm. had been with Jameis and Tampa had been with Baker in Cleveland and can work with whatever comes into place but like that's not again where you want to end up coming off of Lamar Jackson's rookie contract it just isn't there's no way to there's no way to position that as anything other than like a tragic sports outcome but if that's where it's heading and if that is the outcome and there is no way to salvage it they have until mid-July to negotiate a long-term deal with him right because of the non the terms of the non-exclusive franchise tag if they genuinely believe that there is no way forward, then they have to try to make the deal before the draft and get the capital this year because they only have five picks this year. They don't have draft capital this year. They don't have, they're at the 22nd spot in the first round and they don't have the capital to move up in this draft. So if there's no way forward and I still hope there is, do everything you can right now to make a deal with the Colts and get that fourth pick this year and then do what you can when you have capital inside of the top of the first round to make a move and try to get Richardson or Shroud or Bryce, or whomever you believe you can build around. How is that not the better play than ending up with Jared Goff at the end of this? Can that be the outcome here? I refuse to accept that Mac Jones, Baltimore Raven is a potential outcome here.
0: My dad and I had some text today. Um, Same, my dad, Bill. My dad, my dad
1: and I had some text today.
0: <laughs> my dad likes Mac Jones, but also offered him uh, a ride to the airport if yeah. Lamar Jackson is involved. <laughs> I think if I'm the Ravens, if I'm playing this certain way and I really feel like the ship has sailed, which I'm not yeah. 100% convinced, but I'm like 95% convinced.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. I'm trying to get that Colts package and pick. I want the number four pick. My backup plan would right. be the Lions, who so have six and 18, and I'd want yeah. the six pick from them not the 18th. If you want to throw me golf for a year, whatever, he's an expiring contract. It's whatever he's, he's fine. But if I can get a top six pick and leverage the Colts that, Hey, if you don't trade us this, we're going to do this and just try to not trick them, but pressure them. Um, that would be my first option. After that, you're just taking it into the, into May. And at that point, 20 teams are on the table.
1: But don't you think that the issue is that they've lost the ability to pressure any of these teams into that time frame in a pre-draft window because of the number of teams who have gone out of their way not to say the Colts. we're not interested? That's true. Not the Colts. Not the
0: Colts. The Colts have had... They they had a whole unbelievable Manning run. They had a really nice luck run. And then they had this QB roulette thing going for five years. No, Probably... Very few teams probably appreciate what it's like to being first class in the airplane with the QB and then to be in the middle seat in row 36. And if they're looking at all the QBs that are sitting there in four and they're like, we don't really totally believe in any of these guys. Um, The only other one, the wild card one I was looking at was Chicago. Yeah. Because, um, you know, then Fields gets thrown back to the Ravens. Yep. They get Lamar, they get the ninth pick to get a future pick. And if you're the Bears combined with all the other stuff you did, if you if you're not hundred percent attached to fields and I you know, people seem pretty split on him. I just didn't think as a passer he he showed enough last season to make me think he's ever gonna be a top eight Q B. If I'm Chicago, I'm like, wow, we get Lamar in here. I guess one of the things I'd be thinking about, one of the reasons I thought Indianapolis was so attractive, is it crazy to think maybe a dome team or a warm weather city is a better spot for him than just putting him in another shitty weather situation where December, late November, December, January, he's running 12 times a game and it's 20 degrees outside. I, I don't know. Do you think that
1: matters? Not really, personally. I mean, yeah. if you have Lamar Jackson as your quarterback, you're going to want to deploy him to the fullest extent possible inside of your sure. offense, regardless of whether the roof of your stadium, who you're facing. Like, what What scenario is he not running 12 times a game no matter what? I'm I don't know. Saying, is like, there more of a bone turf? bruise risk if it's cold? I, maybe. I mean, he. This is he's, he's Lamar Jackson. Like, he can succeed and win no matter what. Obviously, like, coming off of, to your point, consecutive seasons where he missed the end of the regular season both years because of the injuries, the ankle injury two years ago, the knee injury, the PCL this most recent season. I, I'm sure that that's on teams' minds, but the upside is just, this is like, this is part of why the only thing you could point to is the ownership, collective ownership refusal to go to the, the that high of a number for a guarantee, right? Because like, at the end of the day, the team has won an astonishing amount of games with Lamar and has Legitimately struggle to score points without him. It's that simple. Like to see the value when he's out on the field and what he can do for your offense. And again, that's an offense that did not fully optimize around him either with the Roman scheme or with the personnel. You know, I believe I, I'm really excited about Bateman still, but I, and obviously he was hurt last year. But I there's compete. no, yeah, there's no way to look at the 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 depth at the skill positions. For pass catchers in particular the last couple of years and said he had what he needed. But don't you think that's another interesting thing with the potential trade partners? Because one of the things and the Ravens need a lot of things. Obviously, chief among them would be a quarterback, Bill, if it goes this way. They need pass catchers. They need receiving depth one of these teams that's acquiring Lamar is not going to be incentivized to provide a receiver in the trade because then you're weakening your own skill position group that you'd be bringing Lamar into. So they're not going to get, I I wouldn't expect them to get that in a trade. So they just need the capital. They need the draft capital. They need a path to a quarterback. Maybe they get some pass rushers. Maybe they get someone for the defensive backfield. But there's no, obviously Miami has kind of fallen out of this for various reasons that remain utterly confounding to me. But there was no scenario where Miami was going to include one of its great receivers in a trade for Lamar because the whole point is to put Lamar with those receivers. So there's an interesting kind of catch-22 at play with the, the matchmaking here.
0: I don't understand Miami at all. Yeah. At all. At all. Are they um, number
1: one for you on the surpri- list of surprises that they're not a more active frontrunner here?
0: Yeah, because some people were throwing San Francisco out. San Francisco mm-hmm. has a lot of high-priced dudes. At some mm-hmm. point, you can only have so many of those, right? So, you know, even though on paper maybe they make sense, I still feel like with the amount of marquee guys they have, I don't think you can just slide Lamar into that. He's going to be $35, 40000000 a year on the cap to start, not to mention mm-hmm. the giant commitment. And, you know, you're going to yeah. hurt other stuff. That's why I was thinking more like, It's so tough now with these quarterback salaries with how you build a team. And we saw the Chiefs basically strike oil last year because they hit their draft. But like, there's only eight quarterbacks I'd want to pay. I made a list for you.
1: Let's hear it.
0: Mahomes, Burrow, Herbert Allen. Mm -hmm. Trevor Lawrence. Mm -hmm. Aaron Rodgers for a year. (laughs) Yeah. Jalen Hurts, I think he's earned at least, maybe he's not a max max guy, but he's a max guy. And then Lamar. And once I go through those eight guys, now I am in the Dak Prescott, Kirk Cousins level of QB that if I have the right team around him, maybe I can compete, but I'm also paying the guy 35, like Danny Jones. I I just don't know how I'm winning a Super Bowl if I'm paying a guy who's not a difference maker in a real way at QB. When I'm paying somebody 35 million, everything else in the roster is going to suffer. That's the beauty of Lamar. It's like he's a one-man offense. And if you can strike oil with a couple, you know, a couple smart receiver signings, a couple running backs, you can have a line for him. You hope he stays healthy, but you watched it happen in 2019. He was a one man
1: show. Absolutely, you're definitely right. I do think though this is an example of like two things can be true at once. Where on the one hand, how much evidence do do we have that there is nothing? Certainly, very few things. As valuable in sports as a quarterback on an inexpensive deal, right? Because of what it allows you, what it affords you for your roster building and your cap management and the flexibility overall with building out your team. That, again, is part of why this is such a truly heartbreaking outcome
0: <laughs> Yeah,
1: <laughs> the Ravens if it does, in fact, become the outcome. But... And so to your point from earlier, like I think that is why teams like the Falcons and the Colts and the Lions are such logical partners for a potential deal because they do have the cap space to make a deal like this work. However, I think the other thing that can be true at once is that there's just, frankly, not a team in the NFL that can't figure out how to make this work, whether it's with draft capital or cap space, if they really are incentivized, despite all of the bullshit posturing yeah. from you know the dozens of GMs and coaches and owners about how they're content with their current setup or they're building toward a different future. There's not a team, including the Niners, who couldn't figure out a creative way to make this work if they wanted to. Like It reminds me of the the, the end of Succession this week where's Logan Roy to just come in and say to somebody and I'm paraphrasing off the dome congrats on saying the biggest number you fucking morons like someone just needs to say the biggest number and then get the congratulations from the begrudging person on the other end like I would love to be able to say to the Ravens congrats on saying the biggest number you fucking morons I would love nothing more than to be able to channel Logan Roy at this moment it's infuriating
0: the NBA playoffs coming very soon. Now is the perfect time to download FanDuel America's number one sportsbook. New customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That is bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, download the FanDuel sportsbook app. Safe, secure, super easy to use. Bet on everything from the money line to point scores, Threes drained. Same game parlays. You can go bet the MVP odds. They're changing every day. Embiid, Yoka, Giannis. Pick one. Go for it. Don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000. Bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash BS. Once again, fanduel.com slash BS to learn more. And by the way, FanDuel, now live in Massachusetts. Download the app now and take advantage of their great special offers, boosts, and more. And you can check out Off the Pike with Brian Barrett. He will have some special bets as well. Make every moment more with FanDuel. An official sports betting partner of the NBA. You must be 21 plus in president select states. First online real money wager only. $10 deposit required. Refund issued is not withdrawable bonus. Bet set expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See full terms at fando.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hope is here. In Massachusetts, visit GamblingHelplineMA.org or call 1-800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. In New York, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPENY. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. In Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, or Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLE or visit FanDuel.com slash RG. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona. In Connecticut, call one 88 789 7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. In Kansas, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Louisiana, 877-770-STOP. In Maryland, visit mdgamblinghelp.org. In Wyoming, 800-522-4700. In West Virginia, visit 1800gambler.net. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer partner of the NBA. It's just what you need to sit back and enjoy the game. And they're also getting fans closer to the game than ever. And enter for your chance to win at McLobeUltra.com slash courtside, LDA, 21 and up. So I actually did some research. I looked, so football changes that Willis McGahee-Ravens-Steelers game when like five guys got knocked out, right? That was the next year. The sport felt a little different. It became more QB friendly. They really took away the stuff over the middle. So I'm going from the, basically the 2010 playoffs on, which is 14 postseasons. So we have 28 conference finals in those 14 playoff seasons. And I was trying to figure like how much at the one-off we got lucky with the Jared Goff here. Like how many times did that happen versus like real sustainability? Okay. Brady made nine final fours since 2010. And Mahomes has made five straight, right? So you put those guys over there. Peyton Manning made three, but the last one was that Denver one when he had the noodle arm. Burrow, Breeze, Russell Wilson. Roethlisberger, your guy Flacco, Matt Ryan, and Kaepernick all made okay. two. Mm-hmm. And then we just have a bunch of one-off dudes. We have Eli, Josh Allen, Far- Old Favre, Goff, Stafford, Hertz, Purdy, Tannehill, Palmer, Cam Newton, Jake Cutler, Andrew Luck. So basically, here's what I'm trying to say. You can get lucky once with the one-off guy, right? You can you can strike oil the one time with the guy who's not an elite quarterback and you can have the one season with him, whether he's on the rookie deal or you just, you find somebody at the right year of their career or whatever. But to do it multiple times, you need somebody who's a real guy. And on that list I I just read you, the only one who's a little dubious was Flacco. But Flacco was still for a few years there, as you know, a really good big game quarterback for whatever reason, he, Uh he threw a great deep ball. He was sturdy. The team trusted him and he was the right guy for them. And then as soon as he had the different contract, he was on the shorter contract. Kaepernick is the other kind of outlier, but Kaepernick was a real weapon there early in his career. Um, and was unlike really a lot of guys and stood out and they knew how to use him, And he was a real asset. Um, this is my point with Lamar. Lamar hasn't made it yet, but Lamar has the talent to be a multi-timer. This is, this is what you're looking at. You need yeah. to think like, it's not just about making it once. It's about over the course of seven years, can we make it three times? Right. And that's what you're looking at with Lamar. There's only eight of these guys. And let me tell you, Mahomes, Burrow, Herbert, Allen, and Hertz, and Lawrence, there's six of them, and they're not going anywhere. And Rodgers is 40. This is the only other one available.
1: But- now I'm getting really depressed because obviously I agree with you and you're correct. How did this happen? How can you, how can you botch having one of those guys? A true generational differentiator at the most important position in sports. The teams you're listing, the players that you're listing, they're with those teams moving forward or they will be in short order. And obviously there has been a even in a sport where where impasses are are you know fairly routine a uniquely entrenched impasse on both sides and i think also because of lamar's agent situation you know he he represents himself there has been a little bit less clarity on what is happening in these conversations and negotiations than there would be if agents were whispering things into various reporters ears. Right. So it's been this. And that, I think, compounds what you were saying at the beginning of our chat about just the really supremely like odd and protracted nature of this dating back to last off season. And that's that's the thing. You know, our, our colleague Stephen Ruiz has been, has been saying this on Ringer Pods for a a long stretch of time now, because that's how long it's been a relevant point. It's almost less how have they failed to solve this now? It might be unsolvable now. I hope it's not, but it might be. Yeah. The, the question ultimately that I think we'll have to look back on is how did, how did they not have a solution in place sooner? Why are we in a situation where the Watson guarantee, that $230 million guarantee, is a relevant data point? Why was there not a long-term extension in place before that? Like, I, I just, I will never, I swear you, Bill, I will carry this in my fucking grave. I don't know how this happened.
0: <laughs> you know, as you're laying it out, it makes me think of as somebody who went through a professional divorce, right, with ESPN. And it was a long road to get there. And it, it, I mean, there was one major thing, but it was a lot of little things and they just add up. And they hit a point where both sides become pretty entrenched with, Nah, mm-hmm. fuck you. And then the other side's going, fuck you. I don't feel like the Ravens are at the 100% fuck you point. No. But they do seem pretty confused by some of this stuff. Like the fact that he doesn't have an agent, I think is a real detriment to this process because a lot of times you need a middleman. I I remember in 2008 when I felt like I was like going to get fired from them and I was having all these behind the scenes issues. And then it ultimately led to me just, going to meet Skipper and Walsh and just talking Mm -hmm. to them. And in five minutes, we figured it out. And I was like, oh shit, now I know if I have issues, we should just all talk about this. It was like, oh, big revelation. But at the time, it kind of was. I was like, oh, I should just talk to these guys. And part of me watching this from afar wonders if like, just nobody's had a conversation and how much are they lobbying him behind the scenes? How much are they talking to him? Is Is he keeping them at bay? Does he have a good relationship with one person on the Ravens, that is like a confidant guy, or is this just two people on there in the trenches on their different sides, and there's going to be no momentum to even have a bond? That's what it feels like from from reading all this stuff,
1: yeah, I mean, I, I, it's a good question. obviously, I don't think any of us can can know the answer. Maybe one day we'll have more clarity into into how this devolved so so catastrophically. I think that the Ravens position. And clearly, the bet that they were making when they chose to go the non-exclusive franchise tag route and say, "We'll let the league set the market value, and we will yeah. respond accordingly." You know, they'll have that if 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 Lamar does sign an offer sheet with a team, the Ravens will have five days to match. Will another team put a poison pill in there to fuck them on on cap position, et cetera? That was one of the risks, uh, among others, of of doing this they're not going to go clearly to the level of the guarantee that he is waiting for. From Lamar Jackson's position, and I think it's fair to say from the position of many, many, many players across the league and many fans, he is holding out for what he thinks he deserves, and he has absolutely the right to do that. So, and is entitled to that, to that money that he is looking for. So then that gets back to what you're identifying as like, how does the conversation unfold that can bridge that gap? Is there a way to gri- bri- to actually bridge the gap in terms of just the position that each camp is holding? And then what is the path to doing that, to laying that new foundation? The example that you're giving about your, your own life and career is almost in some ways, I think, like the opposite of what's happening here, which is like mm. because the central stakeholders are in the room, they need, and you were talking about this with Mina and DK last week, right? They need an intermediary and like a mediator to no player wants to hear from ownership. This is exactly what our concern is with you and your future and investing in you. Like who would want to hear that?
0: <laughs> of right.
1: course, right?
0: Hear all the things that are wrong with you and the things we're frustrated by.
1: Yeah. Who so did,
0: yeah, that that's a, like the that Aaron Rodgers thing. It seems like it's being handled by a third party. And a lot of times when this happens in different sports, like in the NBA, this happens constantly, right? There's always an agent. That's right. masterminding the whole thing between the two teams. This is just such an unusual situation where you have an unhappy player. The stuff last week with the business manager that yeah. came, that happened after we recorded our pod. That that was odd. He's just he's just operates differently than what the league is used to, which isn't isn't a good thing. It's not a bad thing. It just is what it is. So, on top of it, you know, if this was Mahomes and the price was two first. 20 teams would have jumped at it already. So there must be some fear around the league with him. And I, that's another part I don't totally get. Is it because they think the Ravens are such a smart organization that if they're kind of cooling off on him, that's a red flag to them? Why? How is there not one team who would be like, wait, what's like what we're we talking about? Yeah. Wait, what's going on? This is
1: one of the only eight QBs that matter. Let's go get him now. That's an interesting question. I mean, hearing you say that reminds me a little bit like back in the day when I, I used to... Edit college football eons ago now. I remember when we would cover like recruiting cycles, some of our, our editors and writers would talk about, uh, perhaps incorrectly, as I may have been apocryphal, but like what often felt like the validation of a prospect's star status because a team like Alabama or, you know, at the time USC was looking at them, like, what's the chicken and what's the egg? Are those teams looking at you because you're a five-star or do you become a five-star when those teams are looking at you, right? Mm. And like how uh, uh, a franchise that has a certain stature in the league or a program that has a certain stature in college football can kind of set the, the landscape's understanding of a situation. So maybe, but this is where I come back to just the absolute refusal heels dug in on the guarantee, I genuinely don't see another explanation. I do not think the injury concerns or anything else rises to the level of saying it is not worth investing in Lamar Jackson. The two first round picks, that's nothing for a player of caliber. If he was 30,
0: I I can see blinking, but he's 26. Yeah. And all you have to do is just go look at his 2019 stats on pro football reference. They're unbelievable. Yeah. He threw for... 3,127 yards, 36 touchdowns, and six picks. And he ran for 1,206 yards and seven TDs and seven yards of carry. And this was four years ago. We had a pandemic, hit a couple injuries. Um, The team was weird. None of us were happy with how the team was, was, uh, was run from an offensive standpoint. Yeah. If we were going to do a, a draft of their top 10 weapons during the last four years, the fucking tight end would go first, which is usually a bad sign yeah. when it's not Travis Kelsey. Shout and out Mark
1: Andrews. Elite.
0: Yeah. yeah, he's he's fine. He's great. He's a, he's a very good tight end. <laughs> he's not Travis Kelsey. Um, but I think if I'm another team, mm-hmm. I keep coming back to only AQBs matter and this guy is un- available for unusual reasons. Which is another thing, right? This is a professional divorce. Yeah. We don't know all the reasons yet. I'm sure there'll be a now they tell us, as Brian Curtis would say, the now they tell us story after the fact. Sure, there's seven things we don't know, but he's becoming available for unusual reasons. And I can't believe nobody said, fuck it. There's 32 NFL teams. 24 of them can't be fired up about their quarterback.
1: I have to assume that almost every team in the league, other than the other teams, basically other than the other teams on the list that have those quarterbacks you already mentioned, is sincerely earnestly and enthusiastically interested in, inquire, in acquiring Lamar Jackson and that the sticking point is simply will they go to the guarantee Who, which, which team is going to be the one to make in the eyes of the rest of the league. I'm not saying this is how I feel about it. That mistake because then it becomes a pattern. Then it becomes the expectation for Burrow and whoever is next after that. Right. But I suppose it could just be as simple as nobody's saying that they're chatting though that is where I think the tweet the Lamar tweet this week comes back into play is like a very relevant data point the fact that he felt compelled to make public that weeks ago he had asked for the trade the beginning of this month this wasn't right. hey this is a painful thing for me I've come to the decision today that I need to ask the, the Ravens for a trade it's hey I asked the Ravens for a trade weeks ago the unsaid part, but the very amusing timing is John Harbaugh's is about to get on mic at the league meetings and just like kind of iconic timing in that respect. But, you know, he said in his tweet that he asked for a trade on March 2nd. So the fact that he felt compelled weeks down the road to voice that does, I think, point to a genuine lack of conversation and activity that he is trying to spark and, and incite, right? Hey, I am really looking to move on. If you're worried that I'm just going to sign with the Ravens after you make an offer and it will all have been for naught and you will have alienated your current quarterback or your roster and left them feeling uh, less confident about the future that you think you see with your roster, don't worry about it. If you come after me, I'm yours. Let's do this. Why haven't the teams actually done that? Maybe they're just waiting until after the draft. It's possible. But maybe they think he's that dug in on the guarantee and there's not a way forward then.
0: Or maybe they don't fully understand what the reasons that he's just dug in and unhappy are, and there's a disconnect there. I was talking to somebody with, um, connected to the Celtics about Jalen Brown, mm-hmm. who, who definitely seems a little unhappy, and there's some real reasons for it. Like They, you know, they didn't shut down the KD trade rumors last year and um, a couple other things. But it's also, he got drafted by the Celtics when he was 19. It's the only city he's ever played for. It's the only team he's ever worked for. And sometimes when it's the first place you've worked for, you you don't know anything else, right? So all these things he think he might think about the Ravens, and then you go to another franchise and it's like, oh, guess what? Hmm, not great over here either. Oh, I'm in the NFL. Maybe there is no good franchise. So it might be some of that pent up stuff too. And just in general, I think it's one of the weirder stories. It's not weird to me that he became disenchanted because we've seen professional divorces in in all places. The weird part is nobody going after him. That's the part I I can't wrap my head around. So there you go. Um, one, to 30 seconds on pitch clocks. You're Have not you going to spring training I,
1: game. I. I I just am thrilled. I want to say I'm thrilled that we're switching before you did a full hour on the future with the Pats. But I do just have to say to you that years of you doubting Lamar and then coming in and saying I would trade for Lamar in one point two nine seconds, which I believe is what you put out into the world today. Shameful. Shameful, Bill.
0: What What is doubting? How dare I you? Ju- <laughs> I just. I just. He was one and three (laughs) in the playoffs. And Uh, I was just pointing out, I just kind of wanted to, can can he make a final four was my my only question. Okay,
1: sure. Just make the final four once. Baseball. But yeah,
0: I would grab him. My quarterback's Mac Jones. I'm not going to grab Lamar Jackson.
1: If he's a Patriot, I, I, I don't know what I'll do. I mean, the only worst outcome, I think genuinely as a Ravens fan would be the Steelers. That would be like, you have to stop watching football, but Patriots would be close. Horrible.
0: If they trade into the Steelers, that's an a, a actual personal attack on their fans. Wouldn't, it would just
1: never. That would yeah. Never that's like happen. an act of war. Yeah. They would never do that. I can't imagine. I can't imagine the Patriots would happen, but who knows? Pitch clock. All right, baseball. The young O's, the young birds. It's all bright possibility and hope in Baltimore. What a great time to be a Baltimore sports fan. <laughs> Adley Rutschman MVP. Can it happen this year?
0: Oh wow! You're you're going Orioles? Not even pitch clock. <laughs>
1: Uh, I, I'm so
0: glad they got rid of the shift. Yeah. I was preparing for the fantasy draft we're in, oh, reading yeah. these stories about all the players who had the most outs heading into the shift. Like Corey Seager lost 92 outs into the shift. And I was like, how much do I have to research this? Is this going to matter? Is Corey Seager going to have 50 home runs this year? Because they don't have to worry about the shift anymore?
1: Unbelievable. The pitch clock is, a, I think, a really fun and cool thing. I do find the <laughs> the MLB... PR campaign around the changes yeah. to be one of the funniest things that we've ever collectively witnessed as part of the sports viewing public. Have you seen the Brian Cranston ad that they've done for I've seen all of it.
0: It's it's like watching a 70-year-old guy dye his hair and get a convertible and try to be hip and then tell you how hip he is.
1: It, 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 exactly. But if instead of just telling you how hip he is, he started by saying, I know you thought I was really lame. For a really long time, <laughs> but hold and on. that you were worried about the integrity of my hip and my yeah. calcium levels and whether I was getting enough protein and fiber in my diet. But guess what? Like to put out a whole campaign that basically says baseball is boring and we know you hate it. So and I know I was divorced five times,
0: but this sixth time is going to work. <gasps> I yeah. love
1: it. I love it. Will it work? Will they attract a younger audience? You know it's going to work. The pitch clock.
0: The- it, the, the games going fast is just going to yeah. make it so much easier to follow everything. And yeah, I was talking to my friend Hershey who's a big Dodger fan, but he's on the East coast and he would stay up for these Dodger games that were ending at like two thirty in the morning, you know, East coast time. And now those games, even the West coast games, if you're on the East coast are going to be done by one o'clock hopefully. Right. So, or maybe even 1230. So just in general, it's going to fly by, it's going to be much more fun to zoom around on League Pass or whatever you're watching different games on. Yeah. And for our purposes on the West Coast, these East Coast games are going to be done at 6.30, which is amazing. Unbelievable. Not dragging through dinner, potentially to 8.15 at night. Uh, And then there's going to be a whole new way to actually go to the game where it's like, all right, if I go get food right now, I might miss two innings.
1: Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. 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 I might
0: come back. It might be the sixth inning. So when do I go? What's the right inning? So I'm just... Talk about a league that needed to mix it up. I'm really happy for them. All right. We can hear hear you on the Prestige TV podcast. Yes. Breaking down Yellow Jackets all season. And then uh, on the Ringerverse as well with Joanna Robinson, one of our favorite people. Good to see you, Mal.
1: Mandalorian time over on the Ringerverse. Come check it out.
0: Mando. All right. Good to see you. Thank you.
1: Great to see you, Bill.
0: This episode is brought to you by Peloton. Spring, the best time of the year to dial your fitness routine up a notch. You know it's gonna happen. It's gonna get warm. Gonna start wearing shorts. Gonna start wearing bathing suits. You're just, you're not gonna be able to cover up behind those big coats anymore. Also, it's nice outside. Get outside, do stuff. Or, if you don't have time to get outside, I got Peloton for you. Whether you have five or 60 minutes, Peloton's workouts were made to challenge you Classes like boot camps, full body strength, boxing, marathon training are created to grow your skills or push you to improve in what you already excel in and you won't feel bad about not being outside. Peloton's expert coaches, challenging classes, and nonstop vibes will keep you coming back for more. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. All right, my old friend Kevin Wilds is here. He hasn't been on a while. He's got just a lot of half-baked ideas brewing. You can see him on FS1's First Things First, yep. which is no longer 30. first.
2: It moved. Well, that's true. But you know what? The The title remains the same. There's more than 30, 30 for 30, still called 30 for 30. About 120 of them.
0: Yeah. Well, 30 for 30 was supposed to end in 2015. I don't know why it's still Keep out. it rolling. Still trying Strong to figure brand. that out. Strong um, brand. We talked about Lamar with Mally Rubin. I know you're obsessed with this topic from I mean, a Patriot fan angle, from a Lamar angle. I saved all the Patriots elements of this. Thank you. For you, one of the things that's interesting to me, you talked. We were talking right before he came on about Bob Kraft and Belichick. I feel like we're at the point with Bob Kraft where he might take Meek Mill's input as seriously as he takes Bill Belichick's input. Like it's it might be dead even, and that part scares me the most.
2: Totally fair. Uh, The question I had about the Meek Mill texting me, exchange, why do you think Kraft is volunteering that info? Just to be honest, to put pressure on Bill? Because he volunteered the info, and then he said, "Uh, you know what, it's Bill's decision. So does he want Lamar Jackson? It seems like it, because if he didn't, he wouldn't say anything. He would just not answer the question. He doesn't have to reveal his text messages, especially with Meek Mill.
0: It goes back to the last couple years of Belichick and Kraft post-Super Bowl titles and how I don't think he was happy with the coaching staff. There was a lot of him whispering to people, I don't know why we don't give Zappi a chance. And there's been some second guessing that we have not seen from the Kraft era, both publicly and privately. The Brady departure, even going back to that, that. And I just, I wonder, It is a year-by-year thing now. And if I'm craft and I'm old and Lamar is only one of the eight quarterbacks that matter and we have a chance to get him, it's like, let's go fucking get him. I'm 80.
2: Can we go get Lamar Jackson? Well, Bill Belichick's 70. What's our plan? To somehow get into the playoffs and hope that, you know, a few calls break our way. We're not going to, like, roll rough shot through the season like the Chiefs. Like, Patrick Mahomes not going anywhere. Joe Burrow is not going anywhere. What's our plan? And I love Mac Jones, but the fact that Lamar is on the record via text from Meek Mill—granted, I don't think that's a, a legally binding record—but still, if he wants to come to New England, make it happen. It it it's it it, it behooves me why we're not just making this move immediately.
0: Yeah, somebody asked me a friend of mine was like, would you care about the Pats getting Lamar as much if you weren't in the same conference as Burrow and Mahomes and Herbert and Trevor Lawrence and Josh Allen? Yeah. And I was like, no, I wouldn't. But guess what? I'm in the conference with the five quarterbacks under 28 who are going to be just lingering around the final four every year. I I read Mallory, these stats, that I was looking through all the final fours since 2010. And you can get lucky with, a QB once. You can have the Jared Goff thing once, but yep. not three times over seven years. The ones you need are like the freaking blue chippers and he's one of the only blue chippers. So from a Pat standpoint, I tweeted this today. The trading Lamar and getting two first back and Mac Jones is the kind of trade Belichick would have made for like 20 years. He would have been like, yep. nope, this is the smarter move. Got to do it this way. I just think the league is different now and the quarterbacks have this outsized importance And um, to not value that, this once in a generation chance to get this dude who's available for all these dumb reasons. You know,
2: why not? One of the narratives, like, well, you know, Belichick can win uh, with any quarterback, really. He's the system can win. It's like, fair point. Helps that you have the greatest quarterback of all time for two decades. And it hasn't worked out too much since we lost him. I think that he could get, look, can we go. Four and 13 with like me at quarterback and you at left guard. Probably. (laughs) But can we go 11 and 6 with this schedule? Have you seen our schedule? Yeah. It's not. Here's obviously Bills, Dolphins, Jets. These are the home games. Colts, Chiefs, Chargers, Saints, Eagles, Commanders. Two teams that were in the Super Bowl. The Chargers, I'm terrified of. Colts probably will get better. Commanders, probably a, a win. <laughs> Commanders might have better. Lamar. Oh, jeez. Well, if the command, if that would be, excuse. And then away, Cowboys, Broncos, Raiders, Giants, Steelers. Uh, okay, we're going to win the what game? What game is a gimme that you feel 100% confident that we win in away game there? So you're
0: thinking Pat's under unless they make a Lamar trade.
2: I mean, I saw that we had like our worst Super Bowl chances in Belichick's tenure. And I get that, like, you can't win the offseason. You don't hang a banner in the offseason, but maybe you can lose the season in the offseason. We're not doing anything. It also feels like the Patriots' cap is 75% of everybody else's cap. Like, oh, well, you know, take it easy. It's $3 million here, $2 million there. And all of a sudden, someone, everyone other team has enough money to get people $40 million, and we don't. I'm just, I don't understand why. Yeah. But- I just, I feel like I'm a
0: smart guy and I feel like I understand sports as well as anybody else. And the the football salary cap continues to completely confound me when these teams are like, hey, we, have like the Niners, they're like, hey, we just got this new defensive tackle for $80 million. We squeezed him in, even though we have Debo Samuel and Bosa and all these other guys, but we just added another guy. And the Pats, the Pats are, are going, hey. Remember that special teams guy who looked really good for six games? We locked him up for one year, two million. That was our signing.
2: <laughs> Where's our like twenty million dollar guy? Did I don't just not have him. It's just like I don't know. They just don't want to put anything on the credit card. I feel like Belichick is a little too pru- at the same time too prudent for his own good. Slash is willing to put a defensive coordinator as the head of your offense last year, which. It's still talked about too much, like we're still talking about it, and at the same time, not enough. It's just continues to be. You mean how
0: bad the coaching staff, how bizarre and bad the coaching staff was last year that they basically threw away this thing that every other smart team seemed to value?
2: The the Devin McCourty is like trying to be, he's he's on like a miniature media tour post-retirement, and he's trying to, um, it feels like he's trying to be very complimentary but at the same time honest on what was happening and he said oh, this it's some form of this it's like you know uh it was even worse in practice so shout out to uh Matt Patricia for trying something that he really uh, had never done before you know it's good for him he's a smart guy I'm like i guess so it's like me flying a plane like you know rough ride but he landed like good for wilds like, that's not where we're at <laughs> Good for last. It's, it's, it's he was an offensive coordinator for all
0: seventeen games. Goodness, know, that was pretty gracious. cool.
2: It's just and Kraft was Kraft wasn't into it either. He's like changes need to be made. And did you see Belichick also saying uh, the he kind of got a little flippant with the reporter about why is yeah what was your take on that the last twenty five years?
0: Well, I hate when Clay Thompson does it. Yeah. Every time Clay Thompson points to the rings, does the four rings thing, I just feel like it's the lowest form of, you're a champ. We know you won. You won multiple titles. You don't need to like show us your resume. I don't know. It's like the old Sopranos thing of uh, of remember when is the lowest form of conversation. It's remember when stuff. Nobody cares. It's the 2022-23 season and nobody cares what happens. So when Belichick does the backwards thing, that's fine. But this team hasn't been good in five years. Yeah, I think right that, they, I, yeah, they really haven't.
2: Like twenty five and twenty five in the last three years. Does that math work out?
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: so it's just listen. It's it sounds
0: like a, we're complaining, and we're not because it was an amazing ride for two decades. But oh, it is I'm an interesting inflection point. Yeah, I, I don't. How, f- it's it's just an inflection point. It's like we can't do the whole Belichick smarter than everyone else thing anymore because it's been a half decade where that has not been true. So this is what it is, and FYI, it happened to Red Arback. They took the car keys away from Red Arback near the end, and a couple other people moved in. And it happens to everybody. It happened to Tom Landry, happened to Chuck Knoll. it happened to Bill Walsh, it happened to Joe Gibbs. I saw it happen know, kind of, like you, Joe
2: Torre was like the the most recent one that I remember. Like man, Joe Torre, like kind of like helms of that dynasty. Like all right, Torre, that's enough. But you think this is it? You need a playoff win or just I, a playoff appearance? I
0: think this is probably the last, this is a make or break season for Belichick and Kraft one way or the other. I don't think another season like last year will happen again on Kraft's watch because ultimately he's a cold-blooded billionaire for a reason, right? As great of a guy as he's been, he's safe football in Massachusetts. He does a lot of charity stuff. Like yeah. He's still a billionaire for a reason. And all of these guys ultimately go back to, I own this team. I own this franchise. I took, Every possible thing I could take out of this guy, he doesn't have it anymore, in my opinion, and I'm going to move on and do something else. Like, he's not going to be loyal to him. I feel like he's already been loyal to him by keeping him this
2: year. Whoa. Do you feel, um, would you feel, sad is not the wrong word, disappointed if Belichick breaks uh, Shula's record, and let's say with the Dolphins, let's say Mike McDaniel takes a different job even though I think he's great.
0: Yeah, that would kind of suck. I, the The team was the team was poorly coached last year. Well, it just was, right? And that's his job is to either coach the team really well, well, mediocre, bad, or horribly. You're going to be one of those five things. And the team was poorly coached and super sloppy and probably cost themselves three wins. And that's just the reality of last season. It doesn't change everything that happened from 0-1 all the way through the, 2010s, but can only judge it from last year. And you know, football isn't a remember one sport.
2: That's what like. I remember you had a tweet that was that I was happy that you tweeted. It's like the announcers on the game, like ah, Patriots rarely penalize. Like not true. That's that was an old. That was an old stat. We're quite often penalized, ah, Patriots. That's very unBelichickian. Like not really. It's been happening all year.
0: Yeah, the stuff that they were great at was don't beat yourselves, don't make a ton of mistakes, don't have dumb penalties, and then own the end of the half and the end of the end of the game, like yep. all the crunch time stuff, all the clock management stuff. That was the stuff they were great at. Last year they lost a the game because they threw a lateral backwards that okay. got picked off and ran it for a touchdown. It <laughs> never would have happened. They really the the <laughs> Gronk defending the fumble Ruski play. What four, four years ago was kind of the first sign of uh oh, where's this going?
2: Yeah, but that was like a Belichick decision to put Gronk in the game. Like no, that, I know that was, that like was too smart for your own good.
0: Yeah, it was. That was one of the first times where I remember going, hmm, that wasn't great. That didn't. That didn't usually happen. Can I just but defend? the Nobody's f- supposed to coach football in their seventies. So, it's the hardest sport to coach in your sixties.
2: I'm granted this is a long time ago, but it's still, you know that puts a burr in my saddle. Do you think Bill Belichick has to tell the entire team, like, hey guys, remember, no laterals. Hey, Jacoby Myers, remember, do not (laughs) try to throw the ball 20 yards backwards to Mac Jones. Even if he catches it, he probably can't run because he has a bum ankle.
0: But that wasn't the point of that play. The point of that play was... There was no upside for doing what they were doing. Oh, just taking overtime anyway. Yeah. Take a fucking knee. The whole reason you take a knee is so that you don't open the door for some dumb shit to happen. That anyway, they that could have drafted great. Lamar as, as uh nephew Kyle mentioned before we hopped on, we were watching that draft together. Lamar was falling to the pats. We were getting more and more excited. They didn't take him. I think there were real reasons they didn't take him. That had nothing to do with Lamar. I don't think they wanted to bring the Brady situation was already going to be weird enough. They didn't want to bring like, here's here's your next successor. Yeah. And these guys, these quarterbacks are so confident in themselves and such egomaniacs that we've seen over and over again. They just get threatened by the new guy. Yeah. You know, Tom we saw Rodgers, got we saw Brady with Garoppolo. It's yeah. just, it's the way it goes. Indianapolis didn't even want to mess with it with Manning and Luck. They just traded, they, you know, got rid of Manning and built around Luck. So I get it, but it is ironic that they just could have had him in the first place.
2: Do you think that the um that this is going to hurt Mac Jones's feelings? I want
0: I'm going the opposite way. To me this is chip on the shoulder time for Mac. Ooh.
2: I yeah. like that. I like yeah. that a lot.
0: Did we did we talk internally about a Lamar Jackson trade? We did. Big time. Is the quarterback position open right now? It is. Is Zappy versus Mac, is that is that a thing? It sure is. Are Just, we happy with our quarterback situation? Not totally. <laughs> Just go, I like
2: it. A little, little tough love here. I
0: that's like football. it. football. Yeah. Like, sure. All right, I'm sorry we gave you a shitty offensive coordinator last year, well, but now we have a good one, so let's go. Okay. What do you got, Mac Jones? I'm a Mac Jones. I, I'm i probably a higher believer than most, but he was pretty bad last year. Well,
2: that's unfair. That, this will like, I am not. What,
0: what part's unfair? He wasn't one of the top 20 quarterbacks in the league last year.
2: Well, if I was the waiter and, and I was working at a restaurant and the meal consistently comes out poorly, it's like, and I'm getting yelled at. I'm like, you know who the our head chef is? A mechanic. Like, he's great at other stuff, but the head chef is not his main gig. And I'm bearing the brunt of it. I got to go back there like, hey, uh, Chef Patricia, again, no spark plugs. In the pasta primavera, I like, well, at my old job it worked. I'm like, I know, dude. <laughs> but table With 14, that said, Mac Jones did
0: up. deliver the plate. He do, did deliver the dishes sometimes and forgot to tell the customers they were red hot. <laughs> he, he kept forgetting to tell them not to touch the plate. <laughs>
2: I'm like, like Oh, I, I have a problem with Mac Jones' body language. Why? Because we had to he's upset that it's the fifteenth consecutive run play on third and twelve. What I do you know. want him to do? Oh, here keep handing it off. Let, I like that little bit of passion. I'd also like... It was action. tough
0: to continually be able to get, to guess the plays from my sofa <laughs> in California. I follow this... There's this Instagram feed. It's Coach Don Casey. He just runs... It's just clips of plays that he likes. Yeah. And you realize like how many awesome plays there are. And if your job as an offensive coordinator and the only thing you had to do all day was think about how to scheme against other teams and come up with awesome plays, it feels like... I feel like you and I would be able to do at least come up with cool plays. Yeah, just because like he had, he had the he had these two Arkansas fake field goals plays that he ran, and one was like a sweep handoff, and it was just blocked perfectly. And then the next one was pretending they were going to run the sweep handoff off the fake field goal, it. but it was actually a jump pass to a tight end that snuck out. Love it. And I was like, I would just have forty of these every NFL season. I would just be going on Coach Don's Instagram, grabbing weird plays.
2: Yeah. You know what that's called? The Chiefs. The Chiefs are so good. The Chiefs are so good and have mastered football to the extent that I think Mahomes said, like, they invented that, uh, ring around the rosy snow globe play. That's how, like, are the Patriots practices? They were trying to install an offense from Matt Patricia that was half as big as Josh McDaniels. And the Chiefs at the same time could have theoretically just been inventing silly, effective plays. So we're yeah, not the Chiefs, at the the Chiefs same in level. the
0: Super Bowl were going, motion. They're not yeah. gonna be ready for this. That
2: works. You know and what by the do way, it,
0: it works in high school football, it works in college, but they were just getting wide open touchdowns. So yeah, not a lot of innovation with the Pats last year. No, it's um, not great. What else do we want to talk about before we get to half pick?
2: Well, I got Oh, but
0: just to put a bow on that, you're all in on going well, for Lamar, two first rounders and Mac, you oh. would pay that?
2: Yeah, so it's either I uh, I would like to keep Mac Because I think it's a buffer against, well, what if he gets hurt? Like, all right, if he gets hurt, you've got Mac Jones on a rookie deal. So if Mac Jones has to go, you know, it hurts my feelings, but I think Mac Jones would understand. If you booted me off this podcast for Bradley Cooper, I'd be like, yeah, it makes sense. That's a good call by you. Um, So I don't think I would Bradley Cooper? I would would take you
0: over Bradley Cooper. You think Bradley Cooper doesn't have half-baked
2: ideas? That's a good point. Take that, Bradley Cooper. (laughs) You and your gorgeous hair. Have? Uh, Made
0: stars born and used Jason Isbell's songs like I, I Smoke and Mirrors. Bradley Cooper. I you seen me. him lately? I'd rather have Kevin Wilds.
2: <laughs> Thanks, I I appreciate. It. Now I feel bad for not supporting Mac Jones. I thought that was going to be a no brainer. <laughs> <laughs> what do uh, you have for the
0: Warriors? You want to talk Warriors really quick?
2: Okay, so here, so Draymond did a podcast today. We're taping this on uh, Tuesday. Yeah, we get the quote. Did you see this? Who he wants to face? uh like his ideal opponent. Do you do you know who it is? Who
0: was it? I don't know who it is.
2: Sacramento. Now you might be thinking, ah, is it because Sacramento doesn't play any defense and doesn't have a lot of playoff experience? Nope. Draymond says, because the travel is so much easier. Like, okay. So my theory on the Warriors, and there's a lot of narratives about the Warriors, how the punch has undercut Draymond's authority. Uh hmm. How uh, you're missing Andrew Wiggins? Um, you know Gary Payton II is back, so maybe that helps. Plays getting back. My take is this: they're just old, not old old, but like old. Like I'm old. Like ah, I'd rather not go out. I'd rather stay home. And that's why <laughs> that's why they're 30 and eight at home and nine and 29 on the road. They, but come playoff time, they'll be able to turn it on. If you're like, hey, Wilds, I'm coming to the city, let's go out. I'm like, all right, yeah, let's go. It's go yeah, time Yeah, you don't now. come into
0: town that often. I'll, yeah. I'll do that on Thursday night.
2: That's playoff time. But if it's just a regular night out with like my wife, like, hey, we're going to go you know, an hour away to dinner. Oh, my God. You're not getting my best. I'll be there, but you're not getting my best. You're not so getting So the Warriors
0: are in the stage where they have an offer to go to a dinner but they'd rather just stay home, make popcorn, and watch The Night Agent on Netflix. Oh
2: yeah, they're dying for it to be canceled. Like any, like they're constantly looking like any issues with the plane. Like like oh nope, still on. Like oh, heard man. the pandemic's getting worse again. <laughs> Shoot, I thought I thought the Mavs were going to cancel. Oh total. <laughs> like all right, we'll go because they're so good at home. They're thirty and eight. Like it's, there's no, it's, they're just an old guy who likes to be home. Dinner party, sure. Come to my house. I'm here. No commute, feeling great. Got all the comforts of home, love it. But I don't want to go out on the road too much. In ages, Steph's 35, Draymond's 33, Clay's 33. And you put that like the basketball edition, so that's around 40 in, in real world, basketball 33. You're right there. You don't want to go out. Done going out. You want to stay home.
0: I have my half-baked idea slash prediction for Draymond's next season. Let's hear it. I think he ends up in Dallas. Huh. With Kyrie and oh, with Luca, And then LeBron tries to figure out a way to get there eventually. Wow. Yeah, that's my prediction. Kyle, put this in my file of predictions to be unleashed like 18 months from now. Yeah, I don't know. Just feeling a Dallas scent. I think there's there's some Dallas stuff that I I'd, I'd just... Uh, it feels it feels scent-y to me.
2: Hmm. It would be good with Luca. He'd be great.
0: I also give him a little LeBron. bit of an
2: attitude. Yeah, he would, he's kind he of what they the need—like somebody
0: who cares about defense, doesn't care about shooting. I also think Bronny hasn't picked a college yet, and I think that's going to factor into the LeBron possibilities too. Because if he goes to USC, you go, "Oh yeah, he'll be in. He'll be a Laker next year. He'll want to go to the USC games." But if it's if it's somewhere. Outside LA, that's going to make me think, hmm, I wonder if he maybe will, because LeBron's going to want a ring chase at some point soon, right? He's not yeah. going to end at four. He, he, he knows no, he, he needs at least to. five. Of course. of course. And if he feels like this Lakers thing isn't going to work, he's going to start ring chasing. If you're ring chasing, you're making a list of the best five guys in the league and you're glomming onto one of those five. And Luka seems kind of the most ripe hmm. to be glommed um, onto.
2: I liked Bronny at Ohio State. I saw the, the pictures when he went on that recruiting visit. I was like, Oh, this looks awesome and kind of storybook. Just, I like but that, that puts Would he that go puts back to the Brown back in,
0: no. That yeah, that puts him back in Cleveland, which is like the guy coming home from his sophomore year in college showing up at the high school party. He's pretty and pretty it's cool he- and they really respected him and they love but it's just got a weird vibe.
2: He already like, did why it. are you here? No, it's like no, he's like the it's like a alumni weekend. It's like when my wife goes back to Wisconsin, like, hey, I'm here, everybody. Oh, I remember that. Like, yeah. Aww. Oh, that was remember great. Me? That was you great. You were great when you were here. <laughs> 15 years ago. But I'm just elder statesman now. I Can like we it. talk,
0: Mallory and I talked, before we do half bake, Mallory and I talked really quickly about uh, about um, the baseball rules, how they changed. And it did get, my, did get my brain going for, you know, what? part of the things we do, and social media is a part of this, the internet's a part of this, um, talk radio, we just love complaining about stuff with sports, right? We're yeah, yeah, never go happy.
2: Go, well, you're complaining about the complaints. Here we go. Very,
0: well, well, I'm I'm one of the ones who complains. Okay. But in baseball, they changed all these things that we've been complaining about, and it's worked wonderfully so far. Everybody's so excited about it. It made me wonder, are there other sports now looking at this going, wait, look at how some of the stuff that worked for baseball, like, could Adam Silver look at this and go, you know what? Everybody's been complaining about instant replay for 10 years. Maybe we'll just make it so that there's no slow motion replay anymore. Oh, And it's like, oh, challenge. Put somebody over. They have 45 seconds to just look at the play in real speed from three camera angles. We make a decision, we move on. And so it's not a seven minute ordeal. And then it'll happen and everybody will go, wow, this is way better. I'm glad they did this.
2: Yeah. So, uh- I, I mean, the baseball pace of play stuff seems to have worked. Where if they're shaving no off a half hour of... Um,
0: half hour? It's like an hour and a half. That's
2: pretty good. Do you buy that... Um, some people were saying, like trout Otani, in World Baseball Classic, that that moment would have been, needs to be milked a little bit. Like third inning of a regular season game in, you know, July, I don't need. But pivotal moment, I wouldn't want Otani rushing back to the mound or, or Trout risking a, a you know a, a called strike because he wasn't ready. I like that drama.
0: I don't agree with that. Wow. I have a lot of Otani, Trout, WBC thoughts. Would you like to hear them?
2: Well, sure, I'll hear. How many I thought have? it was
0: a, I thought it was a cool moment. Definitely. I think people were so desperate to be excited about a cool baseball moment that they overreacted to it. Here's my thing with the WBC. If nobody I know can name the last three champions of something, it couldn't have been that important. Just go go ask twenty people in your life who won the WBC in twenty twenty one.
2: They're WBC, not going to know it's not a sports. It was je- cool to see a guy pitch against jepper- his teammate. It,
0: yes, it was. It was cool to see a guy pitch against his teammate. It was really cool to see the Otani thing, and the thing that was to me the really cool part was we got to see Otani in a big game.
2: Yeah, and, and this Trout is in why. A big game.
0: Well, maybe, the, maybe we saw why Trout never gets to be in a big game. Ohtani um, is the most important player, not only in the league, but is in the running for most important player in sports, and we never get to see him in the playoffs. And if I'm watching that, I'm bummer in the league, I know they can't tell guys to trade their best players, but he just has to go on one of the teams that's in the playoffs every year like I'm not even saying big market like Dodgers, Yankees. Like, Just put him on a good team. Even so, so if it's the, the Astros. Gee, he needs to be in October. It's good for the sport. He's like fucking Michael Jordan for baseball. He's this he- amazing once-in-a-lifetime player, and we don't get to see him in the playoffs.
2: So what's going to be the Yankees, don't you think?
0: Or the Dodgers. Like, I think it should be the Dodgers. I, I, yeah, the Dodgers. That'd be great because
2: you live in LA. But the Dodgers no,
0: are no Yankees is fine too. But Dodgers, Dodgers, has
2: too many good players. I just, it's just, a, I know I'm saying the Yankees. I just, we're just that's both a tough rooting beat for, our, for the
0: Angels though. I don't think the Dodgers is as realistic because the Angels would be going. It's like Lamar getting traded to Washington. It's like we we couldn't make it work with him, so let's give him gotcha. to the team that's 40 miles away from us. I don't see that happening.
2: The Yankees would be awesome. The Yankees would be amazing. I
0: would, as a Red Sox fan, I would hate that, but you're right.
2: You know what? I've become more of a baseball fan. I'm, I'm, I got a lot, you know, that's got a whole nother podcast. I've, I've slowly been co-opted. Well, you're
0: aged into the demo because you're old now.
2: Well, I'm just like my Red Sox fandom is going. I don't necessarily hate the Yankees. Let's just, let's just leave it at that. Growing up a Red Sox fan, I just. Fun to root hmm. for. On the TV a lot. Just Aaron Judge. cool uniforms. Wait, are That's you insane. sports bigamisting me? Look. What's going on right now? <laughs> there was a point this game. I never You've lived you, in New York too long. It's what's I happening. never told you this story. I went to it no. that I went to a Red Sox Yankees game. Oh my goodness. This was like a scene out of out of a movie. Red Sox, Yankees. I don't wear a bunch of Red Sox stuff. A, I don't own a bunch of Red Sox stuff. B, I'm just not big on being like the visitor in the, I'm not going to be the loud visitor. That's not me. That guy. I go normal clothes, you know, almost undercover agent style. But I'm rooting for the Red Sox. I'm in the middle row, okay? I'm in the middle of the row. And, you know, when you're in the middle row, you got to get beer. You got to go to the bathroom. You have to develop a good relationship with the guys to the side of you. So, yeah. um, hey, how is this? We're chatting. Dah, dah, dah. Again, I don't have any Red Sox stuff on. He doesn't know. Yankees go on a on a uh, bases loaded. I think Aaron Judge hits a hole. I don't know. It's, in my mind, it's a grand slam. Crowd erupts. Now, I got to stand just to see what's going on. But now I'm up, too. Everybody's up. The guy that I've been friendly with, because he's been letting me go to the bathroom and buy pretzels all game, turns to me, offers me the high five. Now, what am I supposed to do here? It's the team that I grew up rooting for, just had a grand slam hit against them. The guy that I've become buddies with is offering me an open high five. Oh, sorry. No, sorry, my mom lived in Massachusetts and I grew up a Wade Boggs fan. Uh, I don't want to, no, you know what I did? Blammo, right there, buddy. Bingo, let's go Yankees. It wasn't a great moment for you know my family in in wow. Massachusetts, but is what it is. Wow, me and that guy—it's it was net positive joy for the world. Just was. I'm gonna want to be Mr. Downer. No, no, hey, sorry. I loved Roger Clemens and Dwight Evans. Like, man, nah, just give him a high five. So sorry. So
0: basically, you're telling me you might get married multiple times too? <laughs> no,
2: not no, just. <laughs> If I, if I lived, if I lived with another woman for twenty years away from my current, like yeah, I don't think it'd be off the board. Like wow, why? Like, I have been here for twenty years. What are you expecting? Been to? I've been this to is Yankee why I Stadium want. None more of my than my kids live in New York. Ten times, ten x more times than Fenway in the last twenty years. Want to go to Yankees game? Yeah. No, I want to take a six-hour sella.
0: Oh, sure. I need to. We need to take a break and I need to get a glass of water.
2: (laughs) It's just honest. All
0: right, come back. It's half-baked ideas time. So dating back to the old Grantland days, you come on my podcast and you do half-baked ideas. We've done this many times. We've done it on this podcast as well. These are ideas that you threw in the oven. They needed to cook for 40 to 50 minutes. Pull them out early. You pull them out after like seventeen. Yeah, the meat's raw in the middle. Ugh. it's not really cooked. No, but there's kind of something there.
2: Something. It's good. It's all. Sometimes it's like cookie dough. Like, wow, this is actually better than if you left it in the whole way. Okay. First, first one, and this is right on the heels of the Yankees conversation. Sometimes you want to go to a, a rowdy event. Let's say you want to go to a Eagles game as a visitor, but you want to wear all your stuff. I don't, because I don't want confrontation. So you have a few options here. One, years of Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Again, not super time effective if you want to sort of be prepared for a rowdy environment. Uh, two, you go meekly, which is what I do. Like, oh, very quietly, like, oh, rooting for the Patriots, but no one talked to me. That's why you, or three, you don't go. Here's a new, new idea. Not a tough guy, you just want to avoid confrontation. Detachable cauliflower ear. You can get one, $29.99, two for 50 bucks. Before you go to a, a, a Eagles game as a visitor, Rowdy motorcycle bar, maybe a concert that you're might be some mosh pitting you don't want to get messed with. You take this cauliflower, you put it on, it's got really bulbous. And there's different degrees of bulbousness on the amount of uh depending on the route you one or two, and if anyone ever messes with you straight on, it was like, oh, I'm sorry, what'd you say? Couldn't hear from my cauliflower ear from years of, of wrestling or other mishaps. That's what cauliflower ear, half-baked idea number one. That's a win. So
0: the cauliflower is telling people, not only do I have an MMA slash wrestling background, yeah. I did it enough that my ear is actually mangled. That's how, yes. that's how long and how frequently I did it. So, I don't know, we having an issue?
2: Yeah, I would fight a guy with a long face tattoo before I I, messed, I even spoke to a guy with a cauliflower ear. I wouldn't even be nice to people with cauliflower ear just in case something I said was taken the wrong way. And next thing you know, I'm tied up in a knot on the ground of a convenience store. Scared of cauliflower ear. Great I, one, I, good start. I like that one, yeah. Number two. Again, this is another Philly-centric one. Do you remember in the NFC Championship game, Devontae Smith caught a a long pass. It was like down the left side of the field. And it wasn't a catch. And he got up and he started doing like the signal, like get to the line, get to the line, get to the line. And Kyle Shanahan is sitting there. Like not challenging it. Everyone is like, wow, we should challenge it, challenge it. He doesn't challenge it. So, this is a strategy. It's called challenge bait. Anytime the opposite of that happens, you're a wide receiver, you make an amazing catch, you pop up immediately and start doing the, but you're 100% sure you caught it. You start doing the quickly, quickly, get to the line, get to the line, even start But you have a
0: different signal for it. So, they know, they know you're, you actually caught it.
2: Yeah, you're like I didn't you you just like I did not catch it. You start now another, hurry up. I did not catch it. The opposing coach will look like a fool if they don't throw their challenge flag. So they like, quickly quickly I dropped it. Quick. And then boom. Challenge flag out, but you 100% knew that you caught it. That's another winner. I'm sorry. That's a home run.
0: That's a great one. Well that that should just be part of football. Somebody's going to figure that out. I don't even know if that's a half baked idea. That's fully Because baked. when Devontae Smith did that, I was 100% sure he didn't catch it. Yeah, and everybody I'm just on my couch.
2: Yeah. But if he if he did like think about like the Edelman catch in the Super Bowl, one that really looks like you dropped it. Edelman popped up and was like, "I caught it." Why you're you're pro you're Saying that you caught it wasn't well, I think that was called a non catch. That's a bad example. I don't remember how it played out. Whatever, pop up and say you didn't catch it if you caught it. So, less than all wide receivers out there, only in the pro level. Don't do it in high school because you don't have, unless you have instant replay at one of those high end high schools. Challenge can I do?
0: Can I I throw one in as oh, yeah, let's go as a sorbet? So, we always read these stories every year about network TV. Okay. How the ratings are dropping for primetime. Every year they're worse. Oh my God. If you look at um, Jimmy Kimmel Live's ratings in 2003, it would be like the 10th highest rated primetime show right now. Yep. Yeah. All that stuff. How do we fix it? Should there even be primetime? The networks might just move the news to 10 o'clock. Is
2: that it struck
0: me. It struck me that. At the, these networks hold on to this old model of what worked, right? So then they'll do these stories like sports, 94 of the top 100 shows this year. were yeah, sports Football.
2: Crush.
0: It's like sports. Sports is the one thing. That, it's the only certain thing we have. Alright, well, why, why does the network TV work? It's because the shows that are actually successful, if you look at the ratings, are shows geared toward my dad, right? It's Blue Bloods. It's CSI, whatever. It's all of these older shows for like the 16 up demo. Yeah, fish They're with not a programming. Fish art type thing. Yeah, they're not programming our show shows for our kids, right? But mm-hmm. then occasionally there will be these shows like the America's Funniest Home Videos, and they'll be on at seven o'clock and they'll get a huge rating and your kids might watch it with you. But yet on Instagram, the things that work on Instagram and the things that get these 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 big you know, followers, whatever, are the stuff where it's just like, oh, I'll keep watching that. And one of the things are those, these, the car accident sites that they film with the dash cams. Here we go, where the people I get was, rear-ended.
2: This, I was, we were just going on like an interesting, like, <laughs> like journey through network television. Then we got to like, and they you've seen these car crash cams,
0: okay? But keep it, going. Not- I'm not saying like the super dangerous ones, but the ones where it's like somebody got rear ended, somebody cut off, somebody, a guy got out and started yelling at somebody else. And you start watching these and it's like, oh, I'll watch one more and you watch it for a half hour. I just think that network TV should just program stuff like that. <laughs> it should be like, this week at 8 30, benevolent car accidents. Nobody's seriously injured, but you just get to watch cars crashing into each other for You're a half hour. You're basically
2: asking for just America's funniest home videos, Cars Edition.
0: Like darker. Like okay. coming up okay. at nine Is o'clock. Bene- all right, don't do Coming up at nine o'clock, bouncers kicking guys out of bars. That's another website, uh, right? You know like what? There's a lot of videos of bouncers just either punching a guy in a line or throwing somebody out of a bar. That's nine o'clock. I, so just make
2: is, a so I so I would say just this. emulate
0: you, Instagram whatever works on Instagram just make that your eight to ten o'clock prime time lineup
2: and see if it works. So can you just can I meet you halfway? Like if you're yeah. going to pitch this to a studio executive or Taylor Sheridan, let's say, be like, hey man, it's like Yellowstone but set in the world <laughs> of bouncers, and and then and but all you know and all of your like you know, nice horse shots or just like guys getting, you know, their, their heads, you know, you know, jollily like bashed into an empty uh, trash can or thrown, you know, thrown well, out as like, maybe Jazzy we've Jeff moved style. away
0: from, we've moved away from America's funniest home videos and we've moved toward, I can't believe he did that or, oh my God, I can't believe that guy, did, that guy tried to jump off the roof on skis. I know, but that's maybe that's just good what they like- should do. Why does Instagram get this? That's only
2: like, that's that, but there's a show that's just America's funniest home videos. Look, it's half baked. They're not that I funny. Be, I shouldn't be critiquing. A, yeah, a, I like a how you're picking idea. my half baked apart. I'm, I I'm just, just saying, the hey, network,
0: maybe steal from Instagram. Maybe it's look not, at what works and maybe that's what you should be putting on instead of like your 9,500th friends ripoff of five people sitting around a Starbucks making cracking jokes. And then that gets
2: canceled in a year. More Yellowstone. i would take just another Yellowstone.
0: Yellowstone. Just people falling off horses. That's at nine thirty.
2: Hey, it's <laughs> half oh, big. Guys
0: climbing up on a horse. Oh, I fell off.
2: I mean, it's that guy coming mind. up
0: next. More guys fall off a horse. All right, what do you got next, half big?
2: You know, it's a big uh, deterrent for uh, burglaries. Fear, yeah. fear is the big one. You got your security system. You're afraid of getting arrested and caught. Really, you got a dog. Uh, you're afraid of getting bitten or harmed. A, a firearm. You don't. You don't want to get hurt if there's a firearm. Or in Or cameras
0: world. from Simply Safe has great HD cameras. Maybe those exactly. are hanging right over the front door. Right. Again, to turn you you the
2: Yeah, Simply Safe. You know what? It's a it's a great product. Simply Safe uh, Two S. Yeah, I know. Put pass. Put in a BS report. Ten percent off. your
0: B- no BS, service. just BS. Anyway, BS.
2: I'm sorry, BS report sends you to a different. Yeah,
0: that, that old dead account.
2: That's <laughs> <to> no, <know> That <laughs> link is dead. Is dead. Okay, so for Halloween, my wife went out and got the 15 foot werewolf from a Home Depot, and we had him positioned. Believe it or not, inconspicuously in the yard near a, a tall tree, and he had a little motion detector on him. And you know, people would go by, and we're scared. The problem with the 15-foot werewolf is, as soon as Halloween is over, you should take down your, you know, stuff. But the 15-foot werewolf, you got to really dedicate 90 minutes to get the guy down. It's cold. You don't really want to do it. So I left the werewolf up for probably a little bit too long. And people are still, you know, walking down the street, walking their dogs. and (laughs) And they get really scared. You thought you were scared October 31st. You're really scared, you know, November 14th. So, eventually I took him down. I'm like, man, people got so scared of this. This should be, I should put this guy inside the house, but he's too big, obviously. So what about this? You can ask your friends at Simply Safe. this. Um, it's a small, like, floating ghost. Like, lock your doors at night, and then you just have maybe a ghost attached to, like, a Roomba, and it, you basically <laughs> have a haunted house. And at any time <laughs> there's a, you know, a, a disturbance in a window <laughs> or a door, the yeah. ghost, it's like a little girl. She's like a nine-year-old girl. Like, I've been waiting for you. Oh, the, the you. Shining Twins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, are you here to play? Like, oh, like the <laughs> burglar's <laughs> going in a haunted house. So, so rather than a loud alarm waking everybody up, just have a small ghost in a tattered dress from like a fire go over and greet the burglar. Home run. It's
0: a great idea. <laughs> and on top of that idea, you're yeah. right about dog dog barking, deterring. Simply Safe needs to work that into into um, the deterrent stuff, where if somebody comes near, there's just a dog starts barking, but you don't actually have to have the dog. No, it's just but, the noise of but two if gonna, angry dogs barking.
2: Angry war But I would be even look. We've seen this a million times. If you're gonna burglarize a house, you gotta have two like fillets. Not even. You gotta have just some New York strip, and you just throw them there, and boom, boom, boom. The Dobermans eat the steak, and next thing you know, you're walking out with a nice flat screen television. But if there's a ghost, a ghost, yeah, ghost is not into it. Ghost
0: doesn't care about
2: steak. That's a ghost great point. is not into that at all. My ghost wants to hang out. They're lonely. They've been in the house for 300 years. They're looking to hang out. So the ghosts. That's the problem with
0: them. guard dogs: is they can always be bribed by something delicious, no matter how angry they are. <laughs> Just, they're That's that. always going to pick the food over protecting their master.
2: Yeah, I mean, just always have.
0: That was a good one. I liked the the ghost ramba. That would be fun <laughs> to work into a, a simply safe read. Hey. on oh, for twenty percent off the
2: ghost ramba.
0: Oh, get modeled the ghost. after the shining twins. <laughs> they, hello. Uh,
2: this is called. This is similar to remember, to one that I did before. This is called goalposts to go. I may have done something like this. Anyways, Tennessee beat Alabama. They ripped down the goalposts and threw it into the river. And next thing you know, Tennessee was asking, you know, alumni or students to chip in to get new goalposts. And then for other upsets, because Alabama wasn't that good this year, they would start putting their state troopers around the goalposts like, fellas, just lean into it. The kids want to celebrate. They want to tear down your goalposts. So – Invest in goalposts to go. I think a goalpost costs like thirty grand by the time you get it, paint it, put it up. Have a goalpost to go right there is upset brewing. Oh, surprise, surprise! <laughs> Here's goalposts to go. It's outside it's out of salami. Already. Yeah, it's 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 outside. You can lift it, you can carry it through the street. It floats. Throw it into the river. We go and retrieve it and bring it to the next SEC school that's expecting an upset. Goalpost. Go. No one. You can carry it all around. Right we have several. We also have smaller ones. If the student body's not that strong, or we only have like a small, how many people take taking care of goalposts? 75? Suppose you're at a small school basketball upset. I don't know why you'd carry a goalpost. Maybe you carry a small stanchion. Anyway, it's just stuff that we've got ready to go. for you It's to a great name.
0: I think from a half-baked standpoint, like fantastic name. Goalpost to go. I can see the website. Thank you. I'm going to give you a quick one. I'm doing another sorbet. Go. So, repeatedly on this podcast over the last few weeks, I have been mentioning how Miami can't fall lower than the sixth seed in the East because no division champ can be in the playing game. Okay. Mike Vaccaro texted me today from uh, New York Post that I'm actually wrong. He, wa- he wasn't like accusatory. He's just like, I thought this too and I asked around. Apparently the division champion in basketball for the six divisions they have offers nothing at all other than a tiebreaker if you're going against somebody else for a playoff spot. You get nothing out of it. You don't even get locked into the top six anymore. There's really no reason to have division champs that I can figure out other than this weird tiebreaker that might come into play every five years. So Miami could conceivably win their division and finish with the 10th seed if the other teams in their division were below them. And that makes me think, all right, if that's if that's how we're gonna do it, and I get it, because you don't want like you don't want to reward somebody for having it's kind of the same stuff we can play with the NFL. But I still feel like you should win something
2: What's for right? the
0: Atlantic division. Um and that's What's that's where right I get right? half baked. It Go should ahead, be it. well, should it be like salary cap money?
2: Salary cap should money. the team
0: get an extra like million dollars for the salary cap next year? Should everybody on the team get like a free 100-inch Samsung TV? Like I I just want stakes for the division champ. If like Miami literally has no incentive to win the division, it doesn't matter. Like they're I seated wherever it is. Should they get a night out in the in the in the cl- the local club, a night a champagne room
2: night? No. they th- I don't even when I go to espn.com, I don't even click on division. All I click on is conference. So I'm like, oh, right. I, I haven't clicked on this all year just because I'm like, oh, Miami, 40 and 35. Like, I guess.
0: Yeah, they're the 17. But if we're throwing away divisions, why have divisions? Why not just have two conferences? If we're going to have a division and the divisions are the Atlantic, the Central, and then Miami's in the Southeast. All right, what do I get for winning the Southeast division? Do I get a night? Like, you know, when, like our kids play sports, right? And it's like, oh, end of the year, we had a party at, at uh, yeah, at Joey's dad's house sure. to celebrate the year. Yeah, could it could there be a party for the division champ that the league pays for?
2: I Guess like so. a pizza a party, small, a small party <laughs> at at you know Jimmy Butler's house for going forty and thirty. Well, they're forty. They wouldn't end forty and thirty five.
0: Really, what? you just get the banner. So Miami could be like we uh, we're the twenty twenty three
2: Southeast champions.
0: Yeah, banner. What'd you guys win? Well, we beat the other four teams in our division and we would have won a tiebreaker if anyone had tied us. And those were the two things we won as the Southeast Division champs. Like, why even have these
2: divisions? What's the point? Every team in Atlantic is in. Celtics, Sixers, right. Knicks, Nets. Raptors are at nine right now. So, I mean, in Toronto. Everybody gets in. I mean,
0: this is a good example of what we were talking about earlier with baseball. Like, just fix stuff like this.
2: See, I like Nobody I Nobody like, even like, understands the AL some rules. Well, A, at least I like that. But I, here, I just like East and West. I'm like, ah, yeah. the race for maybe you get, I mean, unless, I don't know, you make it, you get home court automatically. You want to do that? It'd be like football. Yeah, but then like, what if,
0: what if the five worst teams are in the Southeast?
2: Yeah. I don't know.
0: That's why it's that All right. What's your next one?
2: Short. You want a short one or a long one? Here's sure the short one. It's stupid, but it's something. Bart, Bartist, I wrote. Bartist. You know what that is? Barber dentist. Like, look, I probably, my, my dentist, like, <laughs> gives me a hard time. I'm like, man, I'm in here once every six months. What do you, you don't expect some plaque buildup? It's twice a year, max. Meanwhile, my barber, good guy. Ha- haircut takes forty five minutes. Let's be honest. Like I, sh- I should pull him aside. Like Bob, I'm going to pay you either way. We both know this doesn't take forty five minutes. You could bang this out in twelve minutes. And there, he's <laughs> looking for something to fill the time. Right. He's like, oh, I want a shave. You want, you know, a, a eucalyptus towel on my face. So I think like just- when
0: they stop, they'll they'll stop for like two minutes mid combo.
2: Yeah, you're like, uh, like I'm like, well, are we done? Like, oh, keep rolling. Uh, holding
0: the scissors to the side, yeah.
2: (laughs) So the idea is just get that proprietary, uh, you know, spinning dentist thing, do a little teeth polish. Just saying, it's not out of the realm. He couldn't do the real stuff, no extractions, but like, hey, quick haircut, quick, uh, you know, shave, quick polish. This is interesting.
0: So like you're getting the shampoo after the cut before they go back to see if they need to, finish out anything, and as you're getting the shampoo, they do a quick plaque clean.
2: Your your head's already back, you're already in the position. Yeah, your if you're getting the shampoo. It's like, yeah, let's So they're just... rubbing
0: your head, they're putting stuff in. It's like,
2: hey, let me just do a quick it's just that one they that go, it's just the pot that one. Just an idea. Can I do
0: can I do a quick half bake? I like that one. A quick half baked off your half baked. Sure. I just wish they were like head massage shops. <laughs> I think
2: they're <laughs> Head massage, like my
0: wife. There's this nail nail salon that my wife goes to, and she's one of the reasons she loves them is because they do these great like back of the head massages as they're doing the nail thing. And I I would just say I don't know why somebody hasn't just turned this into a business. It's like where are you going at one thirty? Well, I have my head massage at one thirty. Oh,
2: okay, yeah. And then two
0: o'clock, I'm heading over to the office. Oh,
2: it's a short twenty five minutes.
0: It's just a, a half hour of somebody just rubbing your head.
2: Have you ever used that thing? It looks like a claw. It looks like something an alien would use to torture you. But it's actually very nice. Yeah, think about nice. that. We make these that thing we that make like, instruments. That goes like this. Have you said? Yeah. Have you? That thing is amazing. But you don't realize you, you don't realize you missed it. Like once you start using it, it feels like wow. Should I dedicate my life to this thing? This thing feels so good. It's like I don't think it's something you should get started on. It's like heroin. Like next thing you know, you're 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 gone. Like, so you know, well, it I told
0: you, magic. My wife gave me a massage chair for my birthday once and it was by far the greatest gift I've ever gotten from anybody. That's in your home? It's in it's in the back house where I watch all the football. We have this huh. chair. Don't think nephew Kyle hasn't sat in it a few times. Um, it's incredible. It's, it's like by far the best gift I've gotten, like pound for pound usage, the whole thing. And it just, I don't know. I just feel like the massage, the massage vertical still feels underrated to me. Because now, now we're seeing this whole, are you in on the whole brown noise, pink noise, like the noise at night phenomenon, like these different apps?
2: Oh, what's, no, what, what, what is pink noise? There's these different apps, Spotify
0: has a bunch of them, or they have like, there's that Calm app, there's, I use the Rain Rain app, you just make a noise, and then it's just a static noise that just plays, and then. So if like your dogs start moving around in the office, I'll play it for you right now.
2: I fall asleep. Oh, that sounded like. It's just that noise. F14's taking off.
0: Yeah, but it blocks out all the other noise. So like if, I don't know, you hear a dog barking outside or like somebody beeping a horn or a car alarm going off, or even like your dog decides to move from one room to the other, you don't wake up because that static noise is just going. That's a whole industry now. Head massages are still, I feel like, not yeah, there I mean, yet. they
2: had those with bait. I mean, that's like something, we had a, a noise machine for the baby. Yeah, remember those? Yeah, then it's, I guess we got rid of them. It's like, all right, they're 10 yeah, years old. It. I guess Give we don't need this. I guess I should just bring this back. Put on my phone. It kills your what, battery, though, doesn't it? You keep it on all night or you got timer. Yeah, you time plug it in. Timer.
0: What's, your, uh, what's your long half-baked?
2: It's. A, I had a big rant about how, uh, I'm just not, I'm going to get up to a different format. Champagne is terrible, and everybody knows it. So it's just a way to, like, let's just get champagne out of the sports celebration business. It's terrible, everyone was just like, let's just be honest, it's terrible. So I gave you some different ideas for things to celebrate with. Number number one, milkshakes. You just go back there, there's just like, tons of milkshakes. It's like, disgusting. Wouldn't but wouldn't everyone be happier? <laughs> Dairy Queen blizzards, everyone loves those. Maybe have have several employees mixing them up. <laughs> Dairy Queen blizzards, Reese, Reese's peanut butter cups, Instead, just tons of them though. Almost like a ball pit. People Last just
0: dumping week. Reese's peanut butter cups on top of well, each other the th- after they win know, a title. I don't know, like
2: what's the? the oh, we're celebrate. Like, do you want to celebrate or do you want to have a a water balloon fight? Like, oh, so we'll have a bunch of water balloons so we can throw stuff at each other. Everybody can get soaking wet. But when it comes time to have something, then I just put pasta. I don't know why I put pasta. Maybe. Because, oh, this is for athletes. This is not necessarily for football. This is for athletes that are really watching their their waistline. They haven't been able to eat pasta all year. So now they won the championship. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: like, just, gluten-free pasta, though. It's <laughs> spaghetti spaghetti a little bit everywhere. healthier.
2: That's it. Uh, I mean, those are extra stupid. That was really, that was a, probably a quarterback, to be honest with you.
0: I have one. Uh, my son's playing lacrosse.
2: I saw the highlights. And
0: I've, I've been fascinated by lacrosse, a sport that I've admittedly put zero thought in my entire mm. life. I'd, I hadn't been to a game since you know high school and I just never thought about it. Doesn't really work as a TV sport, but it's awesome in person.
2: Because it's too, what? Because the field is too big?
0: Yeah, it's like they have to go too wide and to to kind of film everything it's kind of hard to see the ball when they shoot the ball it's too fast yeah um it's just it's not the same so i was thinking about why isn't it the same it's because the cameras are too far away they can't they you'd really need like xfl camera work but it would be really tough to have like the cameraman on the field and even if you put like a camera on the goal and you had the referees had camera things on it still wouldn't totally work So here's my half baked. You put a ceiling for this is for pro. It could only work in pro. It's a ceiling. It's a short roof over the game and the roof's loaded with cameras. Okay. And so basically, because really there's only a couple times a game in lacrosse when somebody throws the ball high, like a, like a kind of a lob pass. It's usually the goalie. So if we had the short roof over the thing, the pass would basically hit the roof, but it would be live. It would be like when there's a, a foul pop in uh, in Tampa yeah, Bay. The camp, but yeah. then we would be able to put these cameras on the roof. We'd have like a roof dome. And then we would be able to capture the lacrosse better and people would be able to enjoy the sport more versus well, you, like the it, wide shot.
2: Is it like the NBA? Is it like the NBA cam where then your the cameras are compositing and an image to see it sideways or I'm just Did, looking at it like like uh, all 22? It's
0: cameras all over the place. The other thing I was thinking was drones. Do we just have drones in lacrosse? And the drones are flying around capturing everything. And if a lacrosse ball hits one of the drones, so be it. I'm just trying to would, figure out how do we capture not drones. drones, the action better? This is why it's half-baked. I know. I, how do we make lacrosse it, a better televised
2: sport? Okay, here's what I would if television is the king, then let's just start there. Like, you know what? Here's where the cameras need to be. Play around them. And they're in, like, that's what it is. This is the Oh, sport. you
0: you put them, like, as posts. Yeah, they're there. but oh, then people could crash
2: into them. Well, they're padded, but it is what it is. It's like referees. Like, well, you can't have referees out there. They'll get bumped into. Like, they're out there. Deal with it. They're they're a necessary part of the game. If you really want, like, boom, right there, center stage. There's the camera. That's
0: that's a good one. And I, I guess can you watch could put them on for the refs. About Twenty
2: seconds. No, those those things make you want to vomit. Because,
0: like, like moving the around. XFL, like, oh. The XFL did some stuff that, when they created it, it seemed insane. Yeah, we're like, wait—the cameraman's gonna run out on the field before a play, and we're gonna have cameras behind, you know, right on, and and all of it worked. And then the NFL stole all the ideas that worked. Now they have that camera that comes down, which is coming yeah. to play. It feels like fly a couple cam. times. Yeah, that's awesome.
2: Well, remember we tried. Maybe Mac Jones. it's the
0: fly cam that works for lacrosse. Maybe Mac Jones threw something. a pass
2: so bad. Remember we were trying to blame it on the fly cam. Like, no, nice try. I'm like, darn it. <laughs> Like, the
0: flat cam knocked it down. (laughs) Yeah, there's something. This is why it's half-baked, but I do feel like lacrosse should be a better TV sport because it's cool in person. I like it.
2: There you go.
0: All right. What's the biggest argument you've had this year on your show?
2: Great question.
0: Is it Jokic Embiid is the biggest sports argument this year?
2: Yeah. I mean, I guess Nick is really not into... Uh, the historical aspect of giving Joker three MVPs in a row and, and where that puts him all time. The biggest argument we've had, I don't know, it's probably me. You know,
0: by the way, that's a funny argument because we don't do this like with the Oscars where people are like, Amy Adams deserves it, but there's no way she should have seven Oscar nominations. <laughs> that's crazy. That would put her as one of the five best actresses of the last forty years. We can't give it to her. It's like only in sports do we do this, where <laughs> we we have to like have some straw man argument with number of titles. I go the other way. MPs. I go like,
2: I don't know who's the best player. Giannis, he probably deserves it. Who's which team is in first place? Like I go, the more data there is, I'll just go the opposite way. Like, hey, which team's in first? The Bucs? Who's the best player in the league? Giannis. I don't know. Call me crazy. <laughs> 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 Seems like. Seems like he should be the MVP, right, guys? Ah. Oh, what is it? Raptor? What's his Raptor? I don't know. I look at first place. And best player. Mm. Who's going to win the finals? Oh, Giannis? Finals MVP again? Okay, yeah. Giannis guy. Best argument, probably the biggest argument we had was me trying to deny the Chiefs. I guess, I mean, they're a dynasty now. Mini dynasty. We were always, like, trying to, at every turn, trying to deny them. And then eventually like they rolled. And we went to the parade and all, all of a sudden I was like totally indoctrinated. I'm like, yeah, you guys are awesome. Barbecue's awesome. Everybody's friendly. It's pretty great. That, Terrible casino. Yanks. I um, didn't, go to the, didn't go to the casino.
0: Yeah, really rough casino. Not as bad as the Cleveland casino, but up there. Um now <laughs> yeah, there's there should be we fucked up with the word dynasty, where I think I wrote a column about this once, like 15 years ago, where I called it like I created the word dyna. Di- Dynastender, like a dynasty contender. I didn't take off. A team that's just relevant over and over again. They're not actually a dynasty, but they're just in the mix. That's so no, long as are that no that
2: That's no Ewing theory.
0: No, it's that's not. That... I, it didn't really work. <laughs> didn't really but, take off. Um, yeah, dynastender, not really in the common lexicon here in 2023, but there is some sort of middle ground where you're not a dynasty, but something definitely special happened because I think the Warriors are in the same spot.
2: Oh, wow. You know, thought... The Warriors
0: won four, but they also had two years where they didn't make the playoffs. So it's hard to say dynasty because yeah. dynasty is repeated dominance. You know, the, the Chiefs, Chiefs have been pretty dominant for five years.
2: I mean, they didn't make the playoffs. Like, Patriots went 10 years without a Super Bowl. We still just kind of erased those years. I'm like, ah, it's just a 20-year dynasty. I call the Chiefs a travel size dynasty. They can get a bigger one, but like that your dynasty when you can get through TSA. Like, oh, like, oh that's fine. Travel-sized I think travel size
0: dynasty is good. Travel
2: size dynasty looks just like a dynasty. It's just smaller. And you know, if you're on a road trip, maybe next you don't have to bring it, but if you're flying, you need a travel size
0: So dynasty. like a TSA approved dynasty.
2: Yeah, it's just small. It's just there you go. No one they don't have any issue with it. So but they're on the verge. Like just I've already penciled in the loss for the Patriots. So when you start penciling in losses already, yeah, it's tough. Dynasty.
0: Well, not as tough as you inexplicably becoming a semi Yankee fan, which was the big revelation
2: of this podcast. Sorry, we, I, I should have prepped you with that. We haven't hung I out.
0: I don't even remember the last time I've seen you. I feel like that's part of this. I don't think I've seen you in person in like four years.
2: And honestly, I felt like when I listened to the Matt Damon and Ben Affleck podcast, and when yeah. they're like, hey, we should hang out with your friends. I'm like, I wonder if that's why Bill texted me. I wonder if that touched his heart. <laughs> <laughs> that's before <laughs> I found out you're a Yankee fan. Oh, sorry. It goes the <laughs> other way.
0: <laughs> yeah, those guys don't want to hang out with you now. All right, Kevin Wilds, you can hear him on First Things First, which is no longer the First Thing First.
2: It is at three it's o'clock like though.
0: Seventh Thing Seventh. That did hey. you, you think about changing it to that?
2: We thought about first it. Thing first Thing Seventh. First Thing Seventh. It's yeah, it's a little bit who's on thirdish, so we just decided to stick with First Things First.
0: Did you ever think about just getting like what Speak for Yourself did, just getting rid of two of the three words and just being called First?
2: Not bad. It feels like an internet comment, but with an exclamation point, maybe. First, next. (laughs) Oh God! Coming up. But
0: but every show is just one name. Maybe (laughs) that's where we're heading. Just, just with all this stuff, just one name. Shows. I think
2: that's because it's just that's the way it's talked about. Simmons. Oh, it's Simmons. Yeah. Okay.
0: Ask your kids if they would watch the 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 uh, Benevolent Car Crash Show at 8.30 the on The benevolent too. part
2: is nice. It's
0: yeah, nobody's public. really seriously hurt, but cars are just crashing into each other for just, half hour. Just three,
2: and... You also just want three stooges.
0: It's better than the 94th Friends ripoff. I'm just telling you. Yeah. Guess what's not going to work? The 94th Friends ripoff.
2: Guess what is going to work? Yeah, they're not Taylor in New York. Sheridan's... They're in Denver. Guys hey, Taylor Sheridan,
0: horses. that my work. All right, good to see you, Wiles. <laughs> see ya. All right. That's it for the podcast. Thanks to Wilds and Mallory and Kyle Creighton and Steve Cerruti. Don't forget, Rewatchables is up. Cape Fear, if you missed it. And I will see you on this feed on Thursday.